Hello, everyone. My name's Hank Sutala. And I'm Casey McBride. And here's another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Oops. You gotta love technology. A little trigger figure finger on there, and then the start of the video <laughs> stop the video. But welcome everyone, and I want to first say thank you for all of those who have been watching so many of our videos. My email was blowing up yesterday. There's so many different comments and things that are coming through in the videos. So if you've been watching and making comments, I just want to thank you for your contribution. Like uh, that shows YouTube that we're relevant, and then we'll serve the video to more people. So if you're watching in the replay and you find value to it, please go ahead and make a comment. Make sure you do the subscribe button. And I learned a new thing. Make sure that notifications are turned on because if you subscribe without doing that you don't get notified when we go live so if you want those notifications please 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 uh, make sure you subscribe and hello Shirley yo bro on Periscope I didn't even realize we were going to Periscope so that's cool uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> spirit shifted it up here and let me just make sure that is not going so let me do that just doing one quick tech things, folks. But uh, Casey, why don't you talk a little bit about what we were going to do today? Yeah. Well, real quick, I wanted to address why I'm at a funny angle again. <laughs> um, I have a I have a foot injury, so that's why it looks like I'm like looking off into some <laughs> some interesting void over here. Um, yeah. So uh, the magic of nature. I don't know uh, what inspired this, but uh, me and Hank have been going on our own little. Um, nature adventures and just experiencing some of that magic ourselves. And um, for me, it's been really cool to go hiking with someone else who is also really sensitive to energy and picks up on spiritual beings um, because, you know, it really, um, uh, well, one, I don't feel alone when I'm, you know, like picking up on all this stuff. I have someone else to talk to about it, but then it really just drives home how alive uh, the forests and well, any natural area really are. Uh, there's constant communication coming from spiritual beings and 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 everything uh, from the smallest rock to uh, the largest mountain. Uh, there's constant communication coming in from nature. And when you learn to really tune into that and open up your ability to perceive the more, well, not they're subtle until they're not subtle, but the energies that uh, for some people aren't as easily perceived, um, then wow, things really do become very magical. And you're no longer just walking through a forest, you're walking through a forest full of a very alive beings that you can have a real dialogue with. And how cool is that? It's very cool. <laughs> and for those of you who are about to just be joining us, I, uh, I just realized that the way that we were um, that we were streaming to some of the pages, it just now started. So surprise, uh, hello again for people just joining us. This is an episode of um, Nature Magic, inspired Cliff Notes version of what Casey just said. We've been going out and doing a lot of nature hikes and things like that, and just thought we would have a little bit of a dialogue about the magical nature. And where should we start with uh, with the, oh, and, and Casey's hurt. That's why he's uh, looking the way he is. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I was just glad he's not associating that with the nature hikes, so he'll still go on adventures with me. I, I was afraid that he might say, it's Hank's fault. I, I went on millions of hikes and never had an issue. Go on one hike with Hank. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, it would not be my first um, hike that I walked away from with, with an injury. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> um, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that when I was writing the description for it, the thing that I wanted to bring up to everyone first is that the magic is always there and nature is always communicating with us just as divinity is always communicating with us. The 
issue is that we're not always listening or we're not always open to receiving the messages. How long has the earth been begging for us to hit that pause button because of the things that were going on with it and we were either not wanting to listen or unwilling to listen or just blind to it. Uh, so like just being in the open receptiveness of receiving that communication, then can you can start having this energetic flow with nature, not just like the woods in your backyard, but even with the planet and with the universe itself in, at some point energetically. So that, that, that was first. something a, a client of mine brought up the other day. They were asking, well, I need um, like techniques for grounding, but you know, like I can't always get outside and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, even if you're on the top floor of a really tall apartment building, the earth is this massive thing right underneath you. <laughs> um, it's energy is always there. So um, even if, you know, for some reason you can't go outside, um, well, one, all of this is nature. In truth, your body is nature. Um, but if you really want to connect with the earth's energy to ground, you can do so energetically because it's it's massive. And that's one of the things I've, uh, I teach people sometimes is like Hank has brought up, like with, with uh, like guides that have been with us since before we were born. Sometimes people have difficulty in the beginning learning to perceive them because the energy's always been there. It just feels native to them. Um, and same thing with the earth. Uh, most people aren't really aware of the massive energy of the earth below them because it's been there since they were born or before they were born. And um, uh, so it's an interesting thing to bring people's attention to the energy of the earth and just how vast and massive and powerful it really is. Uh, because again, it's something that we oftentimes we don't think of, but it's always there and it's always really powerful. And what would work for a lot of people to ground, this is just coming to me, not for Casey right now since his leg is hurt, but go ahead and jump as high as you can and watch how fast you come back down because of this little thing called gravity. You got this natural energy that's going to keep you grounded quite literally. So if you're just open to even perceiving the energy of that gravity in a different way to help you energetically ground as well, not just your physical body, but all the rest of you as well, that's going to be a great resource for you uh but at the same time that's one of those rules that can be broken uh, i like to there's this old cartoon i've been trying to find it if you're watching this video and you can find this please send me a link to it it's an old bugs bunny episode where it's like baby bugs and baby elmer fudd and uh, they're doing their normal chasing thing and uh, elmer fudd ends up like running off of the this cliff and he's just walking there and bugs bunny hands him a book on physics and he's walking like in midair as he's reading this book and then he's like gravity and then <laughs> so, the, so the point of it is the energies are there for a purpose but in awareness you have the ability to use it or to defy it in a way and be, and be able to go against that normal rule but you can use it for whatever you're looking to create so don't be bound by the rules but use them for their intended purpose is where i'm going with that and mm. if you find that link i will be so ever grateful if <laughs> i've been on a mission for years to find it i have not found it well it sounds like we just need to um uh unlearn physics and then maybe we'll be able to fly and do all kinds of amazing things hey, yoda said that unlearn what you have learned <laughs> yes that's a, i mean that's the biggest part about when teaching people to do the kind of things that we do is people have to unlearn a lot of what they were taught they were the biggest thing is people are taught to um have this distrust with their own sensory experiences and their imagination uh, we're taught that there is such a thing as an unreal reality, right? So how do I know I'm not just making that up? Okay, well, how do you know you're not just making this whole reality around you up? You are. <laughs> but, um, yeah, people have, like, a distrust, you know. They have an experience 
through their senses or whatever, and then they go, yeah, it was bullshit. Uh, it wasn't real. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's like, okay, why? <laughs> why do you? But it's because we've been sort of like indoctrinated to have that distrust with the, with our own experiences. And so like, yeah, it's more about unlearning all of that indoctrination uh, than it is. And, and at that point, you know, once you've, once you get past all the things you were told aren't possible and you've unlearned all of that, then everything comes pretty easy as far as all the energy work and the communication goes. Absolutely. And a great way to start unlearning that and to start connecting with all the stuff that that is real, that isn't the point of view is installed by us, by our parents and society and friends and all that is to go out into nature because our ancestors from the beginning of time, guess where they were in nature, that's the place to connect. And they even, and a lot of the native traditions, I think, especially in the Northern native traditions, there's a lot of magic around the fire uh, and being able to connect with the ancestors and connect with that ancient knowledge because almost everybody uh, that has ever lived at some point has sat around a fire and have had has stories, whether it's this lifetime, other lifetimes, almost everybody um, has been around a fire. And so there's a very powerful anchor to connect with all that information and the information from ancestors and ascended masters and all that too. Mm, yeah, there's definitely something, I mean, you know, you, you, people get that sense and you hear people talk about it, um, you know, sitting around a fire, there's just something that like really draws you in and it's like hypnotic about it. But um, really it is, it's a, this ancient thing that allowed for life to unfold the way it has for humans on this planet and um so yeah when you're staring into that fire you're you're connecting with an experience that has been connected with millions and millions of times <laughs> and i already kind of feel like the kind of the direction we might be going with some of our conversation as we go so we just covered the element of fire which in quechua be wilkanina right <laughs> so you're connecting to fire uh the other one would be like this uh the, with the bridging between all these different elements is the one that was coming to me to talk about next. We have the Mauki, which in Quechua means like the trees, or Wilka Mauki, Kuna, which would be the sacred trees. And the tree is very significant for learning how to be with the magic of nature because it takes the earth, it takes the water, it takes the fire, or it takes the sun, rather, the for photosynthesis and things like that and also all the, the the carbon dioxide and all the things in the air it takes all four elements and creates something new and so with when the midst of of everything that you're going to be connecting with in nature like being able to well what do you do with that so one of the things that we do, I'll tell our apprentices in the shaman pro shaman apprenticeship program is to go find a tree and really connect with it take some time hug the tree sit with your back to it uh, really you know say teach me energetically you say this you can say it out loud too no one will judge you for it hopefully <laughs> but you say you know wow th uh, th you know thank you for being here and uh, helping me be an Aini with the world because we're a natural Aini with trees we give them carbon dioxide they give us oxygen and ask them show me how it is that you take all these things and shift it and change it and create new things with it. And that's really where the magic of nature is, teaching us to be in the natural flow of all the energies of the field of living energy, the Kausei Pacha, we call it. So, yeah. So connecting through the elements in nature and then the tree is kind of like the teacher of bridging all that together. Yeah. And uh, trees are really amazing uh, teachers. And um, I remember one of the first times I had an experience with having a dialogue with nature in general, um, I was just started starting to learn about like meditation and energy and all of that. And I went to just this little patch of uh, woods near where I lived. And um, I 
was kind of meditating, opened my eyes. I remember seeing the ground, um, like just seeing the energy and it was almost like it was uh, like moving and alive. And then the wind came and hit my face and I felt like these emotions on the wind and then went over to a tree and put my hand on it. And I remember I just got this like story of like the tree's life and all of this. And, um, uh, but yeah, no, but nowadays, um, uh, I will come across certain trees and all the trees are full of wisdom and magic, but there are certain trees, like oftentimes really like big old ones, um, that I'll just, as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, I have to connect with this guy right now. And, um, I will either like hug it or, you know, put my hands up to it or whatever I, I do. And, um, it's amazingly healing. And, and just like Hank was saying how we have that exchange of, uh, an oxygen and uh, CO2. Um, when you put your hand or body or whatever up to a tree, you can feel this energetic exchange in the same way. Um, there's like this circulation that starts to happen and just paying attention to that process can really, um, it, it can really teach you a lot just observing that. But it, it's teaching you things that are very difficult to describe with the human language. It's more subtle and powerful. Than that. And not only is it a connection to the elements, but the other thing is we would call it a waka, which means I. It's a natural portal between worlds because you have the roots going very deep. Of course, the tree is physically here in the middle world, but then it's also reaching up towards the upper world. So it's a, a very representative of that. And a really good example of this is out in Lilydale. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a spiritualist community in New York. They, the students used to go back in the woods. There was this huge tree stump. In fact, we found one on our hike, this huge tree stump that we took a moment and just stood on top of it. And um, it's like a natural portal that you can kind of connect with the lower world, connect with the upper world. But the students that were practicing uh, developing their intuitive gifts as uh, mediums and psychics, they would go back to the woods and they found that they really were able to connect well when they stood on this stump. Uh, that was a, a tree that had fallen or had been cut down in the Leona woods of Lilydale, and they would stand on the stump and then they would give their message work. And now that's become a very, a focal point of that community where they hold uh, daily message services there, where they will go and people, mediums will come up and uh, now they stand in front of the stump. They don't go on top of the stump anymore because it's rotted over the years, but it was a way for people to naturally connect with all that other information that's around. So whether it's the tree's alive and you're connecting with it, or if you find a tree stump, use those opportunities to say, hey, how, what, what could I be here with this tree right now, or the stump, to connect with all the magic that's around me? Mm. And uh, Shar says, I do feel drawn to certain trees, general old majestic trees. Hank, I love the words you're using to describe powerful words. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, they're coming through me, not from me. <laughs> so right. I can't take take total credit, but it didn't show up to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, definitely certain like those. Like I said, you know, they're they're they are powerful, and the older trees uh, oftentimes have been around for a really really long time, a lot a lot longer than any human has been around on the planet. So not only are you connecting with that powerful energy. Uh, that combines all of the elements, but you're connecting with something that's been around and has been doing that and has been processing that energy for sometimes hundreds of years. And that's that's really amazing to connect yeah. with. That, that was the thing. Like I knew I was on a mission to find a tree stump yesterday on our hike. Was it yesterday? The day before yesterday. They just blend together. <laughs> um, but when we finally found one, I mean, this thing was massive. I can't, probably bigger than my my arm span easily. And I, I looked at Casey. I'm like, look at how, all that, like, time and knowledge and experience that this tree has been around for and it's like wow it's it really is a, a humbling experience to know like this is um, in a way and all those roots are still there 
you know, like connecting right underneath just because the tree is gone. Like the energetic connection is still there and it's just really amazing. So from today, your homework for anybody watching, make sure you go out to nature at least one time. If you can, <laughs> you don't have to, but uh, I, I would love to give you that, that home, we call it home play and access, like something that you can do after the stream uh, and do a kindness to yourself and just try to connect. And if you can't go out, uh, if you're in an apartment or wherever you are in the world, if you can't make it outside because of whatever circumstance, then just say, well, you know, touch the wall or the floor of your apartment building and know that as Casey said, that is connecting to this huge earth below you and connecting to the gravity and just having that nature experience indoors if you have to. Mm, yeah. And um, like I said, you know, the, your body is nature too. And that's something that a lot, some people uh, don't really take the time to connect with. We spend a lot of time up in the head and in the realms of, of thought. Um, so really just bringing your attention down inside of the body, you're also connecting with nature and our bodies love that attention when we actually bring our awareness into the body. It's very, very healing. Um, and I think that's part of part of the reason why there is so much um disease uh various um <clears throat> forms of suffering that happen today is that we really don't give our bodies the attention we don't listen to them and in the peruvian tradition it's looked at as the body is a reflection of pachamama and vice versa that it's it's an all as above so below so it's like the micro version of the macro version so like if you look at what's happening in the world for the most part, I mean, there's exceptions and people do take really good care of themselves, but what if what's going on in the world with the planet and with people is just a reflection of how we're really caring for our, ourselves and our bodies. And uh, as we start to take better care of ourselves, our connection with the mother increases and it just creates this upward spiral of possibility, which is what I really hope is happening in the world now that now that everybody's kind of taken a pause and has had a chance to just be with them themselves and their soul what choices could we make going forward to take care of ourselves to take care of the planet that would really start to unleash all this magic that's around us <laughs> oh yeah and faith was just saying that she went hiking yesterday washed her arms in the streams and hugged a few trees so much love from the trees Absolutely. oh i love it i love to hear about uh people people doing that too because you know um I think if we all, if everyone on the planet were to just a couple times a week, go out and do that, connect with nature, connect with the trees, really be present, not just walk with your headset on, listening to music and just exercising, but really connecting um, and being present in the forest. I think this would be a, an entirely different planet if everyone oh, did that. Absolutely, it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in our hike the uh, the other day, as we were just leaving, um, there was like another family that says, "Oh yeah, this is like a regular thing now." Like you could just tell from the energy, they didn't get out and do this often but now with the current state they were going out almost every day it seems like they kept seeing the same people and they were having like small talk between people and then there was also people there with dogs not on leashes that were causing a little chaos but <laughs> 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 well, you know the, the funny thing just to tell you that for since i brought it up i was thinking about this this morning and had the awareness the dogs were totally cool with everything the one dog that started getting kind of agitated wasn't because of the other dog. It was because of the points of view and the judgments that the these two other people were having about this other dog not being on the leash. And it was that right. anger and agitation that was actually annoying the dog. It had nothing to do with the other dog at all. Right. It was people. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, uh, I'm not going to have this talk now. I mean, in case you just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. So that was <laughs> but then on a more positive note, that was really cool. We were sitting on this one overhang, looking over um, a, a river, and uh, we were sitting there playing a little uh, like Native American flute. And um, there were people below, you know, hanging out, and they were like, "Oh, I like the music," and I don't know. It was just a beautiful little moment of. Uh, connection, sharing the space of, uh, in nature, and then um, sharing like songs coming through from spirit. And that was just a really cool little moment of connection where, you know, there was really not a whole lot of communication happened on the level of words, uh, but there was an energetic connection there uh, just in the space that allowed for that. And um, I don't think that same connection would have happened if we were inside of like an office building or something. No, they so would just show it. Be nice. Yeah, you do that out in nature and it adds to the environment, but you go to a corporate world where the goal is to get as much out of someone and put the least into them. Now it's an annoyance. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, folks, that's the definition of modern efficiency in the corporate world. How can I get the most out of somebody and put the least amount into them? And how horrifying is that? And <laughs> what can we be on the planet to change that uh, and, and start to create more possibility around our interactions with the corporate world? Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what else with nature? So we talked about trees. We talked about fire. And kind of with the with the trees, we talked about Earth a bit. How about water? The first, where we started our nature visit, we stopped. If you're local, highly recommend go to this little place called Columbia Park, uh, and it's right on Columbia Road, right where it would go and dead end into the lake. So Columbia and Lake Road, and there is this uh, waterfall. It's a rather wide waterfall, not too much water flowing through it, but a really large um, width one, and it's emptying into Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like this really cool waterfall emptying into the lake. And we went there because a part of our, our homework for the program that we're taking is we had to find four stones from four different places, each one connecting with a different element. And so we went there, of course, to pick one that connects with the water. And uh, there's just something to be said with the waterfall, like to connect to the energy of, a, of water. Um, you could pick a lake, you could pick a pond, but there's something very healing about a waterfall and that sound of running water and its natural ability to cleanse. So in the shaman program, one of the things we would tell students usually on the second weekend is you, you connect with this waterfall and you ask it much like we ask the tree, show me how it is energetically that you cleanse things naturally. And you ask it to teach that, that, gift to you so mm. that you can then uh say i'm giving away secrets to casey you didn't know no this. no, no. I, I was just i was just thinking that i I've, yeah. I've been every single waterfall i've ever visited i've done the same thing without knowing that that was yeah. something that you teach people to do i think you saw me do it well yeah. i was there I, I always i always put my hand up into the waterfall and then i just feel it, how it's how it, the energy flows and i let it flow through me and then like wash as it would as it like washes over the rocks and everything i let the energy wash through me and so like i've been connecting and learning from the waterfalls before i even knew that's really what i was doing <laughs> yeah and if if you put a pause on all manufacturing and human incursion into the earth over time the natural water flows of this planet, the veins of this planet would clear and cleanse everything. It's the what it's what water does. It's that running um, water or whatnot. But yeah, we, we have people and you offer a gift to the waterfall. So just like um, with the with the trees, didn't mention it, but you could offer a gift of tobacco to the tree or you could offer a gift of Florida water or um, whatever it might be. Akin to was what we were doing, uh, which is a special little ceremony to introduce yourself and connect energetically with the space. Uh, but what, for the waterfall specifically, you offer it, it's, it's your hucha, your heaviness, because that it's believed that water 
goes to the deepest depths of the underworld, to the Uhupacha. And for that, the beings that live in the underworld, our heaviness is light for them. Just like um, Elizabeth Jenkins would say, she's a um, another Paco. She would say that angel poop, angel hooja is light for us and our heaviness is light for the underworld because it's all a matter of point of view. It's not good or bad. It's just what's light or heavy based on where you're at. So you offer your heaviness to the waterfall as the gift uh, to it to teach you then how to cleanse energy. So it's like this Aini is uh, built into it as well. <laughs> I love it. The more I learn, uh, and it, the more I really have can make the connections of what Aini means, the more I realize um, how, uh, I don't know, I don't even know the words, just how beautiful and amazing that the that is and all that it represents. Um, at first, when Zane had mentioned it, I was like, divine reciprocity. Okay, yeah, I can kind of get with that. But then going out and like doing the things I've been doing for years, uh, with uh, and thinking about it as like okay oh that that's what this is that's what that's about like I need that divine reciprocity is just uh, it's everywhere and when you start to really honor it and recognize it as this sacred thing that's always happening um, wow that's a cool rec 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 recognition yeah and it's also important to notice that it's not necessarily what's the word i want to use it's not necessarily what we would judge as an equal exchange because some people it's like well if i give you a pound of apples i need a pound of pears i need something equal but it's just uh, different it's not a measurement because we give the trees carbon dioxide they give us oxygen like is one more valuable than the other no they're just different it's about being in the flow it's not about what you're giving and what you're getting back. It's about being in the flow because uh, we talked about it with Michelle with the crystal skulls, uh, just to create a parallel with it. Um, sometimes you're drawn to something, not because it's for you, but because they know that you're going to gift it to someone else. So what if the gift that you gave there, it's not even holding on to, they're giving it to someone on the other side of the planet that needed that energy. That's light for them. And it's all, you see, it's about the flow. It's not even that the earth is just taking it and holding it. The earth is letting it go too. It's all about always staying in the divine flow of things and then you're not creating heaviness around anything because you are but the hollow bone of which all creation occurs hmm. um, I had McKay saying I am absolutely crazy in love with water as an empath water is the most clarifying and cleansing element for me yes and for me I, I always feel water is very um, grounding as well people always think of um, the earth uh, like or like not the earth but like um, like grass and mud and trees and all that is being grounding but um you know water is the largest part of the surface of the earth is, is water mm -hmm. and um so for me i was always like a, i always felt the most grounded and at peace when i was in or near the water and um i well i was like a little um fish when i was younger i, I was just always swimming in the lake and and all of that and uh, i remember being underwater when i would actually like hold my breath swim or just hang out underneath the water um that is and even to this day that is the most peaceful i ever feel is being submerged completely underwater just that uh, something about it it's just the most calming beautiful peaceful thing for me oh it's serene <laughs> And then moving on to the next element, wind. Um, <laughs> oh, you're, just, <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're like, okay, uh, like, the oh, next water's done. Water's done. We don't need to talk about water anymore. Hank got bored. Hank got bored no, of the water there. No, it just felt like the energy around it was done. I just probably could have transitioned more. <laughs> was there something else to say about water? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> 
uh, we don't have any funding. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but if anybody has another contribution about water, absolutely, you know, um, comment. We can we can talk about water a little bit more. Now I feel like we have to say one more thing because like it's like not honoring the way I transitioned. No. <laughs> but for that matter, let's talk about rain because one of the most powerful techniques in the Karo uh, tradition would be the Samen Chikui, which um, that's the more formal or the the ceremonial way to say it, but it translates to father's rain. And so as we have like the the physical water that is cleansing for the planet, we also on the energetic level have these tools that you can use to cleanse yourself as well. So the Samen Chikui is simply you opening up your energy field and being an allowance of the divine arabescent father's rain cascading down throughout the totality of your being. And the idea is that it, take, it can effortlessly just rinse all the heaviness from you down to the bottom of your energy field. And once you have a nice little packet of hucha, we call it pack, packet of heaviness, you offer that to Mother Earth and she takes it. Because for her, it's like chocolate. It's what she's going to use to grow blessings for you. And then if you're really receptive when you do this, I don't know if Casey has noticed this yet, because I know he's, homework has been doing this at least once a day. Um, you'll notice that that same light energy now comes back up from the earth. So you've actually created a transmutation of the energy of, as you're doing it. Yeah, even just visually when I would offer um, my uh, package of hucha down to the earth, she would come up and like sort of swallow it. But then there was energy that would come up from her and then like enter in and connect. And I noticed like even like little like CK lines forming. Mm -hmm. um, as I would, as I would do that. So that was, and, yeah. And now to complete that process, the next thing that you would do is take that lightness and allow it to go back up and out your energy field, back up to the upper world. Mm -hmm. And now, now you've brought it, you brought the energy here, basically connected to source by going down within and then taking some of that light and brought it back up from below and back up and out. So it's like this, this amazing, just a uh, cycle that you create when you start doing stuff like that. It's, it's for me, I really think that's something I want to share with like everyone. And I think maybe in another episode we'll do like, we'll start out or at some point just go through like a little bit of a lengthier Sama Chikui, but um, it is amazing for, uh, because I know we had, um, I think it was McKay. Yes. Saying that she was an empath and needing like the cleansing and all that. Um, Sama Chikui for empaths is an invaluable tool. I know there have been a couple of times since I've learned about this technique where I've been out in, well, especially at the grocery stores um, lately with all the craziness. Um, I remember like the one time I went out and there was like the tension in that grocery store. You could just like cut with a knife. And even my mother's with me, she's more sensitive too. And she was like, Oh, that was horrible. And, you know, and we, we were both like way overstimulated after that. And, um, and I just came home and, you know, I was really not feeling good. And I remembered, okay, I'm going to run this Sama Chikui and just did that for like 10 minutes. And I went from like feeling horrible to like being on cloud nine, peaceful and just like everything's perfect and magical. And like, this is, everything's amazing. And all I did was just run that Sama Chikui for like 10 minutes. So it's really yeah, it's a powerful technique. We'll, we'll do them all eventually. Like um, there's the Samu Chikui, there's the Saiwa Chikui. That one I like, I call that empath for dialysis or um, empath, for, empath dialysis. for dialysis. Dialysis for empaths. I cannot talk. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm just old today. That's a comic relief. It was because of the videos I was watching beforehand with the kids. Oh, there you go. Crazy, uh, mentos and Coke things in this. Uh, it was a playful energy today. Uh, but it's uh, you, you connect with the earth and you basically bring whatever energy you need into you and then out the other foot and it's it's just creates this flow of directly with the earth even and there's nothing to say you can't run both at the same time you could get father's rain going 
tap into the earth, get this other one going, and having two different types of energy flows that are constantly helping to clear the energy field uh, of your body being and beyond. So definitely. And then McKay, I just wanted to pull up, said, me too. I always hold my breath underwater. You can hear sound from the outside world, but it's muted. It's quiet and I'm more at peace. I almost think that there's some kind of, um, and I could be wrong on this, but maybe like as we did a little soul retrieval thing on Mother's Day and going back to the experience of being safe and held in like the womb, I almost think there might be some kind of subconscious energetic association with like that being held in like the rocking of like the mm -hmm. water and in that like safe, quiet, I don't know. No, Maybe. No, well, that's why those uh, sensory deprivation tanks, those float tanks are so um, mm. soothing for people. You're recreating. They even bring up the temperature uh, so that you, you be, you're basically not aware of anything. You're just floating in limbo, just like you were in the, the fluid in the mother. And uh, it, it, that is one of the for most of us because maybe there's weird experiences that could change it but for most of us that is one of the safest most at peace places we've ever felt all needs are taken care of you don't need to do anything literally everything every need is taken care of you can just be mm -hmm. how awesome is that and if you haven't checked out that mother's day episode it was awesome check it out in the archive on youtube and uh Give it a thumbs up and a comment if you find value out of it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was, was wonderful. It just went, whatever came through. I had not planned. I knew what I was going to do, like in terms of like the ceremony, but the words and everything was just completely ablibbed. Mm, and I was pretty useless on that one after the after the ceremony. <laughs> My brain wouldn't work. So, so that's how you know it was good, though. And if 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 Casey can't talk after some energy work, you know, it's some good energy work. <laughs> and then the behind it is uh, the very first thing they do in Peru after a baby's born is they do a soul retrieval for being cut from the mother so around Mother's Day the whole point was kind of explaining that a bit and then going through a process so we could all recover our soul pieces from that experience yeah yeah that was that was a powerful one definitely <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say I didn't mean to cut you off Oh, I don't know. Oh, I was just seeing, uh, just addressing the comments that are coming through. Shar said, um, agreed, you can't breathe in the grocery store right now. And Hank was telling me something kind of, speaking of Salman Chikui, uh, <laughs> he gave me the example of like when someone's in the grocery store and they're just like, you know, real angry about like being in the line or whatever it might be um, to like, you know, Start running Sama Chikui on them because, you know, they're spewing hoochah all over on everyone. Yeah, if so, it's about uh, the energy field, it's fair game to work on. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, but no, it is. It's 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 an interesting situation. Well, and I guess if you really want to see, so have an opportunity to experience that, go to Costco because uh, they, they're requiring people to wear masks. And there's people waiting for I don't know how long in line and then getting to the front and saying they can't go in. And officers have had to escort them away. <laughs> so if you want a good chance to practice some energy work that's a good place to go sit in the car just you know don't go on the line just sit in the car and just you know run the salmon jacuzzi and, and see what your experience might be <laughs> oh so okay now, so now it's wind right yes <laughs> now we can go on to wind <laughs> <laughs> so we, we did fire we did uh water uh earth with the tree technically so the final one would be the wind and one of the ways let's see how would you connect naturally because the way i i typically do it is more ceremonially for the wind but i suppose anywhere where you can really get a good breeze and to open yourself and connect with like where has this air been what other parts of the globe because over time i'm sure that all the air everywhere has been everywhere right so right. just breathing that in and breathing that out as a way for you to feel the interconnectedness of everything else that is 
if you really are allowing yourself to be open to it. And the trick with that, especially since we have some empaths on here, um, the trick with this, when you start to open up in that way to just have the awareness of all that interconnectivity is to be an awareness of it, but not to judge it. They say that when you name it, you claim it. So if you start opening up and you're aware of all these things and you're aware of Billy Bobaba who's having a bad day and you judge it as he's having, you know, he's angry. Now you've named it instead of just being aware of the energy. Now you're making your own because you're putting it through your own filters. You don't know what that energy is for him from his point of view. So like once you start judging things, that's where empaths can get in trouble because they're taking on a lot of stuff because when you add your judgment to it, then you're kind of allowing it to stay in your field in a way. And for the win for me, I know um, there was always this one, I, I have this distinct memory of this feeling of being on top of this uh, mountain in Ireland and just getting hit with the wind and feeling like this expansion, just this, like everything kind of opened up and there was just this extreme lightness to everything. And I still connect with that when doing healing for people for sometimes when I like if I'm working on something that's super heavy and doesn't want to move, I bring in the energy of that breeze, that wind that was hitting me that caused that feeling of expansion and lightness. And I send that into them. And people always have really like interesting, powerful experiences when I connect with that energy. Uh, but I mean, you don't have to go to a mountain in Ireland. You can go any oh, the wind happens almost anywhere unless you're you know, in a room where there's no windows open. Um, <laughs> but, time, there'll be wind there too. A tornado will help you out of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, you know, go outside and, uh, and feel that, you know, and realize that, you know, the skin uh, is just an artificial barrier, right? Um, it's not really the solid thing like we, we see it as. And that energy of the wind can pass through and work inside of the whole body. Um, so, yeah, just feel the sensation of the wind and really open up and feel that lightness and feel how that, breeze can just, I mean, same thing. All of these elements can help to cleanse you. And uh, the wind, same thing. It can just blow away all that heaviness in the most beautiful way. Absolutely. And to go on that too, if you have trouble connecting with any of that or allowing the wind to enter within you, science tells us that all matter is like 99 point some percent empty space. Like, so if, if it's 99 some percent empty space, what if the only thing that's stopping you from receiving that coming into your field is your point of view or your belief that you can't and all you have to do is to suspend your disbelief for a moment and then you have the experience that you can because 99% of everything of all limitations is our own mind getting in our own way because that's its job. It wants it's to keep you here having this physical experience, but once you start to use it for the purpose of what it was intended for, so you can have the separate experience, you don't have to live by the limitations anymore. You can be aware of the purpose of it without having to get, you know, bogged down with uh, with all the rules and regulations of this world. You can break a lot of them, just like <laughs> the Matrix when you know starts flying. Some of the rules of this universe can be bent, others broken, and that's very much the way this reality works. There's some things in place because that's how it is because it's a physical experience, but a lot of those are set in place just to hold the space so we can have this playground and the rest are all these things that really are malleable and can you can shift and change I've, I've been uh, like the like a uh, playing with time that we've been doing oh, yes. um, <laughs> so I was it was amazing from from my point of view especially um, uh, but uh, we were getting ready to go on our nature hike our, our adventure and um, <laughs> uh, Hank was working with his kids who had to finish some homework and um, so there were, he told me there was like two more math problem things that they had to do. And that the first one they did took like 15 minutes. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, it's probably going to be like half an hour. And I was like, Hank, why don't you just spend time? 
so that it, it goes more quickly. <laughs> and then um, Hank finally decided, like, okay, I'm gonna. He's like, all right, I'm gonna do it. And then, um, like, not a minute later, he's like, okay. Well, we uh, we just finished with the math, and now we have one thing left to do. I'm I like, didn't even know what? it. <laughs> I was like, that quickly? I'm like, did, did you just do it? And, and they're done? They're done done with the math? And he's like, yeah, we just got one more video to watch after that, and then we're done. And I was, It was literally like he typed, okay, I just did it. And then like a minute later, it was like, yeah, okay, now we're moving on to this thing. Yeah, and there like, were things where he had to think of story problems. So, like, he had to tell, like, a story problem, like, hey, Max um, played – Mario Kart for 10 hours, Daddy played for three, and Oliver did it for two. How much Mario, who played the most, and how much did they play together? Like all together. So it was like he had to write a story, and then he had to show the math and the equations. And he always can never choose what story to tell. So that's like trying to draw out of them. But uh, yeah, then once I did that, I wasn't even paying attention. It, it felt like a lot longer than a minute. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but then he was done like that. And that was, was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. I just remember I was shocked. It was like, wow, I know I've experienced the time bending thing is like working before, but that was like. Well, you were on the other <laughs> side. You were in the bubble of slowdown. So right. we were going slow and we were getting it done. But for you, it was like that. So we were. Right. And that, but notice, like, I'm, I've had forgotten about that tool that I have. And a lot of times we have the tools to influence our experience, but we just forget that we have them. And then it's great to have people around you like Casey or other friends who are, are spiritually minded that when you're in the midst of whatever hucha, whatever shit, spiritual human in transition that you're going through, they can remind you of the resources that you have that, you know, you, you're, you don't have to be experiencing it in that way. You could create a lot more possibility if you just start to shift things or to use some of the tools that you know about. <laughs> yeah yeah no oftentimes we do just need reminding you know uh, and i um you know so it's funny sometimes they will be in an experience where i'm not having pleasant uh emotions or, or whatever it is and then it's like okay i've been going this whole day experiencing this and i could have just done a simple like samachikui or whatever else and like been free of it like that but you know sometimes we need to be reminded so it's always wonderful to have friends who are um here to remind us <laughs> yeah yeah, and also some place that uh, you can share things with. That's one thing that, for those of you who don't know, like Casey and I really just started uh, connecting as we started to do the show. We didn't know each other too well before this. You <laughs> 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 might think differently, but we, we met each other years ago. Uh, but it, but through uh, starting to really connect, just being able to, like Casey said, have some walking in the woods with someone that has the same awarenesses, to be able to share the, the, the things that you know, that's equally uh nice or important to be able to have a place to share all your craziness where it's appreciated because there's a, a little tool and access that i'll share if you don't have someone like casey or myself that you can share with there's a little tool that you use before you share it's called just for me just for fun never tell anyone and the idea behind it is whenever you're going to share an inspiration with somebody they're either going to be a contribution to that inspiration or they're going to be a distraction from that inspiration. So before you go starting to share your magical moments, you can always check in and, and ask, will me sharing this bring lightness to it or will it not? And this tool is only relevant to the point where you get to the place where you don't give a flying, you know what, <laughs> what anybody else thinks. When you're in that space, you don't have to worry about just for me, just for fun. But if you're in the place where your ego can trip you up still, uh, and for all of us, we have our areas where we still have that, then I, and I still use this tool for those areas. I ask just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone, will me saying this be a contribution or not? And I, I'm just that. noticing your background is like blinking. It happens sometimes. <laughs> What's going? Oh, is that a light in the room or something? Or? No, there's no light. 
there's not no light in the room. It, it just randomly happens. The last time it happened was after the doctor zapped me with her biofeedback thing. And like I was, I was, I was on holistic highlights and I'm like on the bio thing and then she comes out and like it's all going crazy in the background. I'm like, I don't know. That's, I'm not doing anything different today. <laughs> it is. It's like the lighting is like boom, 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 boom. And then one time it happened in person, there was a, uh, I just done the, and I'm going to find the video and I'm going to post it on Stir Crazy Shamans. I have this video where I did um, a crystal bowl concert with Max to Crystal Skull. And at the end, uh, well, this isn't in the video, but I'm just creating context. Max to Crystal Skull is this huge skull that um, is famous, travels the world and everything. And I was getting my picture taken with it. And when when other people would be by Max, like it was just a normal picture, right? But when I was taken with the picture with Max, they showed me the screen, the video. It was just, you could see this energy is going, it reminded me of like the Star Trek uh, Next Generation, the warp engines, like how the <laughs> And so like, it was just going crazy. So it just occasionally things like that happen. <laughs> I, love, I love the build up. You're just going up, like build up, and, and the things like that just happen. <laughs> well, and electricity was odd with me because like, I can't wear battery powered watches. They die like in a day. Uh, so I have to have like a special self winding watch when I choose to wear a watch. That's the one I wear because otherwise I just kill them and uh, they don't run anymore. I, um, I remember <laughs> I had this. Uh, uh, old it was like a track phone one of these old it was like an eight dollar phone i bought from right that was the only phone i had for many many years before like a few years ago i finally got my first smartphone um and but i remember there were times when especially when i'd be like out in nature and things um and i'd be like really connecting and working with energy where i'd had like a full battery and i swear it would be like 10 minutes later i'd look and the thing is dead um, so i was always wondering what that was about too so interesting to know you've had similar experiences with. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I did learn if you're someone, because I'm sure that somebody watching this video, whether now or in the future, will um, relate to that. And one thing that you can do, there's an energy technique, for lack of a better description, called an energetic bell jar. And so, like, if you are someone that has the effect on electronics, like one time Zane got in my, my van, uh, who's my shaman teacher, like, I think the first time he was ever in my van, the display froze. And when I say froze, I mean, I turned the vehicle off, removed the key, and my display stayed on frozen, on whatever it was when he got in the car. And I had to unplug the battery to get it to go away. And then it was fine. It's never happened again. But if you're someone that has weird effects on electronics, you can just have the intention, like take your hand and just imagine putting like an energetic bubble around whatever it is. And just that is enough where um, typically you don't have the frying electronic effect to piss off your friends and family. <laughs> appreciate the electronics <laughs> it seems like another thing for me is um when uh doing these like video calls and streaming with people um like i know uh uh shannon from the apprenticeship she was had been doing um uh, energy healing sessions with me and she does them like all day long uh, she does video calls doing these energy healing sessions and has no problems with streaming videos and then she gets on with me and immediately like all kinds of connection issues she's freezing and blah, 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 all this stuff and it's only when i'm on with her and that happens with a lot of people I, I jump on and people are like yeah i never have any problems i never freeze or anything and then like i hop on with them and, <laughs> and everything's fried <laughs> well i'm glad that hasn't happened with us <laughs> that, that, that can happen sometimes and uh and if it does, then ask the spirit, what could I do to mitigate this? And, and what's right about this I'm not getting, because that could be a real potency. Um, 
but at the same time, just like in astrology, there's skilled and unskilled applications of energy. If that is a gift that you have to kind of control electronics or have an effect on electronics, how can you um, ask spirit to teach you to use that in a way that will be uh, more skilled than unskilled? So you don't have unintended consequences like uh, freezing people's car displays or navigational <laughs> system. <laughs> well, I, remember, I remember when I first started to notice stuff like that happening was um, uh, I, as I would drive like home from work, um, every night there was uh, one of the street lights I would pass. Um, every single time I would get within like a certain distance of it, it would just and it would like die and go out. So I only wonder like how many times they had to replace the light bulb on that thing because my energy field was just Not resonating enough. with it in just the right way where it would like fry it. The city officials are about to start sending you the pulse so you figure out what's happening. But it's funny. I remember I was telling um, uh, my grandpa uh, about. Um, about that experience um and he was telling me that when he was um a little younger he would he lived in florida and he would um he, he always played guitar and so he was like playing guitar on these i don't know what you call them like pontoon boats or something where people would hang out and like kind of party and stuff and he had a gig just playing guitar and um when he started and came on as a part of like the crew and doing that um, they said they would go through like an absurd amount of light bulbs, replacing light bulbs. And um, and the guy came up to him and it was like, we, we had never had this problem before you came on. And it's only the days and weeks when you're on with us that like this happens. And then he ended up taking like a metaphysics course. And I guess he said this was back in the day when like this kind of thing was like, you just happened to find them and then you weren't allowed to write anything down or tell any, anyone about it. And uh, it was like just very different in terms of like the, how the information was available today. But they taught him how to like, they said his aura was just this massive thing that was just shooting out and like affecting everything. So they taught him how to bring his aura in closer to his body. And then since he learned how to do that and control that, then the light bulbs never broke again. And they were the guy came up to him and said, like, I don't know what you're doing different but keep it up because we're not going through all the light bulbs anymore. <laughs> it's amazing. Information is so much more available today. It's unbelievable. Google and uh, I mean, there's still a lot of uh, things that are secret. Like, oh, I think I told you this. I don't know. I was on with Brian uh, Tuesday for Midnight Meanderings and he's uh, going to try to get his kahuna on. And he has, uh, it's like this Hawaiian kahuna that uh, I guess has a pretty cool uh, information to offer, but he's really reserved about sharing and uh so i told him to go to the kahuna and say well if this is because the, the guy's calling this like the end time is meaning like it's a shift in the world that we are in and entering into a new age or whatnot and and but he's he doesn't share anything um publicly like on forums like this and i told him well if it is the end times if not you who if not now when and see if he'll come on because all these traditions like the quechua tradition quechua Kikara tradition uh talk about these um these signs that it will be the rainbow tribe of man coming together again sharing all their information and they took that as a sign and started teaching the northern the children of the north all the um the corandero and the caro traditions and as such i wonder if the kahuna might end up coming on stir crazy shamans and sharing some of his secret knowledge with us if it's you know now it's time really so sorry, kind of a little a side note fun episode if you guys want to go back and watch it the only one I do without Casey right now. This <laughs> evening, too soon to stay up tonight. <laughs> um, Kahuna, maybe you'll stay up. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, <laughs> no, but I there was uh, something a friend of mine said where um, 
Uh, now are the times for the masters to come down from the mountains and put up their open for business signs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> but, Let's see. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but yeah, no, now we are. We're definitely, um, I mean, every culture, we've talked about this a little bit before, but um, every, uh, like, all, a lot of uh, indigenous cultures, um, ancient, like, spiritual traditions uh, are are very much all saying the same thing that this is like the end times, the mass awakening, um, the foretold times, however they put it. Um, but there's just parallels all over. And even in like, like with the crystal skulls, there were something we, that, that came up with uh, the talk and Michelle about how like there's the skulls are going to come together for like the awakening of the planet and all this stuff. So we're in very exciting times. And I just made this or uh, shared a post on Facebook and it was like these um, uh, like th three people standing like on the earth, but it was like on the like curvature of the earth, like where you could see it from space and everything. And it was, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, something to the effect of you're here right now. You know, you, you chose to come from like divinity to be here in this moment. And um, so, like, you know, it, like, enjoy the ride. And then I kind of expanded on that in my post. And I was uh, just, like, some things me and Hank had spoken about a few times. But how amazing is that? You left perfect divinity in the infinite realms of spirit where you can have more amazing adventures and freedom than you could possibly ever imagine. And we came to be here on this planet. Of all the places we could be, all the realms, all times, all everything, we chose to be here right now. So how amazing is that? We th this is something in incredible we're experiencing right here, right now. And so, not to take that lightly, to really, truly be present for it. And also, I just want to bring this up. This was a comment on my uh, my watch party. Someone made a comment, and this was kind of going back, but it's worth to bring up. When I th I think. It was Mary Lee that was uh, saying, ask permission, fearful for someone to have you work on them without permission is frightful. And I probably was in, um, probably in regard to my comment, because I don't see like when that was posted, when I was talking about if there's people are shooting off Hoochie at spare game. When we were talking about that, I'm not saying you work on the person and like run energy in their field necessarily, but they're projecting things outside of their field. And so when you have like a heaviness that's just in the atmosphere, that energy is fair game. That's just in the environment and you can run that. It's not an intrusion on someone's um, free will or anything like that. It's not like you're going in and, you know, doing plumbing work or something in their innards and all that kind of stuff. You're just in the energy field, the, the, the big bubble around us that we share, and you're just running an energy to make it lighter for everyone because they're making it have heavier in a sense. So just thought I would uh, bring that up since I saw the comment. And how cool is it? It gives you closed captionings on uh, as we're talking. Isn't that cool? Oh, neato. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't know it did that. That's awesome. If you're watching on uh, the watch parties, I guess you get closed captioning. Uh, speaking, speaking of that, though, I remember I made the joke after I watched the movie Doctor Strange, after I had enough people tell me that like I need to watch that movie because I would really like it and i did um but there's the one scene where the guy's like all um you know he he meets he travels spends his last money and like is, just has nothing left and goes to meet with this um person who's supposed to teach him uh, how to use like the spiritual arts to heal his hands and so he's like a very like logical like atheist kind of guy and uh she's he's like how do i learn to do this and he opens up a book and there's like a picture of a like the chakras going through the body and he's like do you know what this is he just has like the sinking look on his face, and he's like, 
yeah, I've seen that before in gift shops. And like, just has this whole thing where he's like, this is all crap. There's no such thing as spirit and blah, blah, blah. And then she just walks over to him and like, boom, hits him on the chest and knocks him, his spirit out of his body. And he's sitting there looking at like time slowed down as his body's like falling. And then she just like yanks him back in and he's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, but so, so we were talking about that. And then um, I just, the reason you were just talking about like, you know, not <laughs> intruding on people's energy fields. But last night I had a dream that I was doing that uh, where um, I don't know what, what was, what the situation was, but it was someone who was like not understanding like um, how like energy worked and was like really like wanted to learn, but was getting in their own way. And then I was just like sat there and like built up this charge and like, Ooh, just like push them out of their energy field. And I was like, Oh, maybe that spirit telling me I, I, I might be able to do that someday. <laughs> just to but, speak uh, to, this comment came through. So we're talking at times I am not meaning apocalyptic. I'm meaning that we're shifting uh, from one. They, they, people always talk about the shift. This is the shift. Like uh, the world is changing and that's going from one age of thought or whatnot to a new age. So that is how I, well, I didn't talk to the Kahuna personally, but that was my impression of the energy as Brian was talking to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, apocalypse. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's the apocalypse of everything that used to be and that we will rise anew. Cause one thing for sure, consciousness is continuous. You can never not be so all an apocalypse really could be was a shift of experience from one thing to another. Right. So that, that is, um, yeah. So rest assured you will continue no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll always be here. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we're coming. Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. We're, we're trying to keep these under an hour for the Instagram for the thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we got a couple minutes to wrap up here. Um, but we so, can yeah. always edit it if we had to, too, but I'd rather not if we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, this feels like a good place to wrap it up anyway. So um, I just want to thank everyone for being present today. And uh, like we, you know, I would just say, uh, like Hank said, the homework, just go out, find some time uh, to be in nature and really connect and um, be present there. You know, some people have that tendency to have the headphones on and walking, listening to music. Just listen to the not just the sounds, but the energy and the feel and the flow and the exchange of energy that is there in nature and watch how that can be the most healing thing for you. And one final thing to connect as you're breathing, um, one way to connect with nature is just that not just that it's the air exiting you or the air coming in, but take each breath as an opportunity to experience the interconnectedness of you and the planet as the it's not just the wind it's also your intention we call it a pakui in this tradition where you can build up a charge of intention and or a declaration of will into the universe and you send that out on your breath into the world so you could take every single breath if you're really in the moment every every chance you could get how many breaths could you take that would have these charges of intention that would go out and ripple out into the universe and bring back uh, whatever you're looking to create for yourself so that's where i would end with that too oh i love it so i want to say to everyone um well, first off, subscribe to Stir Crazy Shaman. Subscribe and turn notifications on. Yes. <laughs> just learned about that. And um, I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for your energy and your attention today. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Nike, Nike, Nike. And if you're catch, start watching in the middle and you're going to go back and watch it from the beginning, uh, start a watch party. Share it to your page. Uh, if you found value out of this, you could give a little Iny back by just helping carry this message a little further out into the world than we could otherwise. So Nike, Nike, Nike. Hmm. Gotta find the outro video.
That wasn't <laughs> I gave my very thoughtful bow there too to everyone. So. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>